Hi and welcome to Sci-Fi Fans. If this is your first time here, thank you for stopping by. This is my podcast where I talk about pop culture. And if you've been here before, then I'd like to say thank you and welcome back. My name is Wayne and I'm a science fiction writer. You can find my first book, my debut novel that is, on Amazon. It's called Broken Ceasefire and is available as a paperback or for free if you have Kindle Unlimited. For more details, I'll be talking about this, about my book, at the end of the podcast. This week, I'm going to talk to you about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I'll be concentrating on the film adaption of the book, as always, so without further ado, Let's delve into some interesting points from the first film of the blockbuster franchise. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or Sorcerer's Stone, depending on where you are in the world, was released in 2001. It has a mostly British cast and this was something that J.K. Rowling insisted on so naturally enough some of the stars are from the small screen as well as the big screen. The big hitters in the film are Richard Harris, Maggie Smith, Robbie Coltrane, Fiona Shaw, Richard Griffiths, Warwick Davis of Star Wars fame, John Hurt, Julie Waters and of course the child actors. These are Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, Tom Felt and Devon Marie, just to mention a few. Now, contrary to belief, Harry Potter was not Daniel Radcliffe's debut film. That honour actually goes to the tailor of Panama. Daniel Radcliffe also had a part on a TV show called David Copperfield in 1999, appearing in two episodes as a young David. Because of the age of the main stars, Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint and Emma Watson actually did their schoolwork on set and sometimes even when they were filming. So this was to give a genuine feel for the audience of the children learning something in their classes. So in a way they are actually learning on screen, just that they're doing schoolwork instead of learning spells and how to control the dark arts. One of the main focuses on or in Harry Potter is his relationship with Professor Dumbledore, who was played by Richard Harris. Richard Harris had problems remembering his lines, so Daniel Radcliffe would actually practice his lines with him. So they practiced together and this helped both of them really learn their lines and probably helped with their chemistry on screen as well. In one of the scenes of Harry Potter, Harry, Hermione and Ron enter a restricted section and this was filmed in the Bodeline Library which is part of the Duke Humphreys building in Oxfordshire. The library itself has a very strict rule regarding naked flames and it is in fact prohibited to have a naked flame within the confines of the library. However, As a strictly one-off, they allowed the crew to use genuine torches and to break this rule for the first time in approximately 500 years, quite a way, (laughs) going back when, 
In the books, Harry Potter has greenish coloured eyes and Hermione has buck teeth. And it was the intention of the film crew to match these characteristics to Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson. However, the fake teeth that they gave Emma Watson to wear made it extremely difficult for her to be clearly understood when she was speaking her lines. And the green coloured contact lenses that they asked Daniel Radcliffe to wear gave him a allergic reaction. So these two ideas were dropped. <clears throat> JK Rowling has revealed on her website that she almost appeared in the film in person as Harry Potter's mother, but she turned the role down because she stated that she was not an actress. Warner Brothers were quite concerned about the actors playing the main characters ageing over the time period that it takes to make the films, given that the, uh, the whole book series and the franchise itself hadn't been completed and was due to take up to seven books in total. And the amount of time that it would take to film the, in, the films individually, Warner Brothers considered making the films as an animated series or failing that they wanted to combine some of the books into one film. However, J.K. Rowling vetoed both of these ideas. So the studio decided to film all of the books back to back and by doing so they didn't have to recast any of the characters. I think this is something that works really well with the films because as the children are getting older they're naturally going through school and that comes across really good on screen. Platform 9 and 3 quarters doesn't actually exist but the setting itself is in fact filmed on platforms 4 and 5. Platform 9 and 3 quarters at King's Cross Station is located in the walkway area between the real platforms 9 and 10 and this is something that they've done for fans of Harry Potter to visit. JK Rowling had quite a say with the film and this also included the cast she hand she handpicked Robbie Coltrane, Dame Maggie Smith and Alan Rickman for their respective roles and incidentally Robbie Coltrane as Hagrid was actually the very first actor to be given a, a part in the film. Harry Potter has a wide appeal for adults and children alike so when news of the film was released that they were going to make them convert the books into films um, Rosie O'Donnell and Robbie Williams actually wanted to be part of the film and so much so that they offered to do the roles, any role, without any pay. However, they were turned down because of J.K. Rowling wanting to keep the cast strictly British. Initially, the uh, floating candles that are seen in the Great Hall were created using candle-shaped holders containing oil and burning wicks. They were then suspended and moved up and down on a special effects rig to create the impression that they were floating. However, due to the heat generated, one of the uh, wires actually snapped, causing one of the candles to fall to the ground. Now, fortunately enough though, nobody got injured. However, after that, they decided it was too much of a risk, and so therefore every other candle that you see in the film is CGI. In Old English, the word Dumbledore actually means Bumblebee. Richard Harris, believe it or not, wasn't first choice to play the part of Dumbledore. Patrick McGowan was originally offered the role, 
but he turned it down due to ill health. When offered the role, Richard Harris only agreed to do the part of Dumbledore because he was actually blackmailed by his 11-year-old granddaughter. She claimed that she would never speak to him again if he turned down the role. Unfortunately though, um, the role had to be recast again due to Richard Harris passing after Harry Potter and the Chambers of Secrets which came out in 2002. I will be doing a podcast on that so don't worry. Harry Potter has a trademark scar on his forehead and um, really another trademark of his is the glasses that he wears. During filming of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Daniel Radcliffe went through a staggering 160 pairs of glasses. Harry Potter has an array of animal actors as well as human actors, but did you realise that the tabby cat that was used in the movie run away from the set, however it did return two days later. Tom Felton tried to bluff his way through the audition when because he hadn't actually read any of the books. This caused a slight issue because part of the audition process he was asked what was his favourite part of the book in relation to the character Malfoy. Tom Felton simply repeated what the previous actor had said. However, rather than get cross, Chris Columbus saw through this ruse and thought it was actually quite amusing. Whilst uh, Rupert Grint, on the other hand, he sent a video of himself rapping, explaining why he wanted the part of Ron Weasley. To find the right actor to play Harry Potter was uh, proving to be quite a bit of a headache for the casting director. After 5,000 boys had auditioned, they still hadn't found the right actor to that the producer and director, Chris Columbus, were happy with. However, they'd come across Daniel Radcliffe in David Copperfield. They'd seen that and decided after showing an image of Daniel Radcliffe to the cast and director, they stated that this was the person they wanted for the part of Harry Potter. However, the casting director stated that Daniel Radcliffe's parents wanted him to focus more on schoolwork. It was just by chance that they met Daniel Radcliffe and his father at a theatre. They were sitting in front of them, just in the row opposite, in the row in front, and after talking to them, they managed to persuade Daniel Radcliffe and his parents to allow him to play the part of Harry Potter. By contrast, Emma Watson had to go through the audition process and um, she went through five interviews before she got the role of Hermione Granger. It was her self-confidence and the way that she outperformed the thousands of other girls that had applied for the role that did it for her. However, she is quoted as saying that she never really thought she had a chance to play the part of Hermione Granger. They say that you should never work with animals or children and you can't really get more opposite to that than the film the Harry Potter films with a cast of children that happen to have mystical animals with them 
But did you realise that three owls played the role of Hedwig? The owls concerned were Gizmo, Rook and Sprout. But most of the filming was made with Gizmo. Did you realise that the scar on top of Harry Potter's forehead is off-centre in the film? And this was a match for the artwork of the book covers. However, in the actual text of the book covers, they never actually specify where the scar on his head is located. The Weasley twins are played by real-life twins, James Phelps and Oliver Phelps. But they're not ginger. They both have naturally dark brown hair. So they had to dye their hair to become the red-headed twins from the Weasley family. And incidentally, Tom Felton's hair is also naturally brown. And this was bleached blonde for Draco Malfoy. In the book, Hagrid stands at approximately 12 feet tall. However, you try and find someone that's 12 feet tall. <laughs> um, however, in the uh, film, he's 8 foot 6 inches tall. And inside the frame that was made to portray Hagrid is the body double for Robbie Coltrane. And he was former England rugby international player Martin Bayfield, who stands at 6 foot 10. The first scene to be filmed for Harry Potter is in fact the final scene of the film, where the three of them, Ron, Hermione and Harry, are returning home on Hogwarts Express. The second scene that they filmed was the scene in which Harry first sees Hogwarts Express at platform 9 3 quarters. And the only other scene that was filmed out of sequence was the Quidditch match. So apart from that, all of the... Um, other scenes were filmed in sequence and chronological order. And that's where I'm going to wrap up the uh, podcast on Harry Potter. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, show, I was going to talk to you a little bit more about my book. Broken Seas Fire is my debut novel. It's available as an ebook or paperback edition on Amazon at the moment. I might be expanding the distribution a little bit later on in the year. But right now you can download it for free on Kindle Unlimited. It's um, about as a marine, Prycom, decorated marine, enjoys a peaceful life and existence with his wife on a planet called Ratshan. However, an alien race known as the Archons attack a human uh, colony outpost rather um, unexpectedly and it throws the uh, ceasefire they have in place at the moment into jeopardy. The Defence Council is of the belief that the attack is merely an accident, but Prycon and his team find evidence that something far more nefarious is behind the accident. Now he's left with no choice but to annihilate the enemy, but first he must extract newly discovered technology and risk losing countless lives. The fate of humanity rests on his shoulders, so if you've enjoyed my work so far, I do recommend you go and check me out on Amazon. Just so that you're aware, I also run a uh, TikTok channel, YouTube channel and Clapper channel and it's all under the Sci-Fi Fans umbrella. So if you enjoy the content here, I'm sure you'll enjoy the content there as well. And I look very much forward to you joining me on the other platforms. Thank you again for listening to this edition of my podcast and don't forget to come back next week where I'll be discussing another 
fan favourite film. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you soon. Thank you.